This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Eric Fisher doing beers, doing beers, doing beers like he's known from Cheers. It may have taken seven seasons, but I finally see why the Chiefs took Eric Fisher's number one overall. Welcome to That's Good Sports. I wish there were more guys named Earl in the NFL so I could use this clip of Derrick Henry saying more frequently, Perna. (laughs) I would not recommend eating that, Earl, especially after a loss. That was yesterday. Today, we have the Texans turning a 24-0 lead into a blowout loss. Now, Deshaun Watson gets compared to a magician frequently. No offense. Like your team in the second half, that trick sucked, Deshaun. The Packers beat the Seahawks to set up a 49ers-Packers-NFC Championship game next Sunday. The Chiefs host the Titans. We will recap the divisional round, but first, let's all agree that Troy Aikman should be in prison as he just sits here doing nothing as Jimmy Johnson, new Hall of Fame member, nearly dies. They're the reason I'm here, and they're the reason I, I can't talk. (laughs) <laughs> all right. No, no. Where's your, I mean, where's your bottle? I mean, that's when we all learned Troy Aikman poisoned Jimmy Johnson. Let's get instruments. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Ever see an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. With more than 50-plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untuck It style online or check out one of their 80 brick-and-mortar stores. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. And their website is so easy, they even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a small, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's UntuckIt.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. Somehow, the Chiefs beat the Texans 51-31. 
Yes, the Chiefs pyrotechnic crew ran out of fireworks because the Chiefs scored too many toddy bodies. And yes, the Chiefs set more records than the Texans scored points in the second half. And to torture Texans fans, I will read these records while your only first quarter highlights play, Houston. The Chiefs became the first team in postseason history to score 41 consecutive points after falling behind by at least 20. First team in postseason history to win by 20 points after trailing by 20 points. First team to score a touchdown on seven consecutive drives in a postseason game. First team to lead at halftime after trailing by 24 points. This is the 11th time a team scored 41 consecutive points in a playoff game and first since the 2002 Jets. First team to score 50 points in a postseason game after going scoreless in the first quarter. 24-point comeback win tied for the fourth longest comeback by any team in postseason history. You really fucked up, Houston. Now last weekend, or at some point, Bill O'Brien was seen yelling back at a fan who said he sucks. You suck too, motherfucker. For the first time in the history of this show, I think Bill O'Brien's a pretty good head coach. Witnessing the Texans crumble like a cookie in Andy Reid's hand while he climaxes from what his other hand is doing is why I only thought Bill O'Brien was a good head coach for exactly one week. Robert Little said it best on Twitter, Bill O'Brien is Jason Garrett with the temper. Now the Chiefs couldn't do anything offensively to start the game. Travis Kelsey was dropping passes, everybody was dropping passes, Mahomes was tossing it behind guys, and they couldn't even get punts off as the Texans blocked Dustin Colquitt's punt and returned it for a touchdown to take a 14-0 lead, all before Andy Reid could use two first quarter timeouts. Special teams were cursed in this game. Tyreek Hill muffed a punt on the six yard line. Although I guess when choking is literally in your DNA, there's nothing you can do about that. Besides all of the times, though, in American history, that was the worst start for Chiefs I can remember. As a Chief, the last people you should trust coming into your home are Texans. Now thus ends the shit-talking portion of the Chiefs in this video, as we shift to shitting on the Texans for doing everything wrong for the rest of the game. This was the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career that he faced a 21-point deficit. All Mahomes had to do to erase that deficit was convince his receivers that catching the ball would be a good thing for the team. The silver lining is that it's really hard to blame Andy Reid for poor clock management when Casey had four drops in the first quarter, which per Mina Kimes was the same amount of drops the Chiefs had in the previous six games. With the Texans up 21 to zero, someone sent me this Broncos Raiders meme, and I'll never get tired of the Predator handshake. Dylan, you son of a bitch. But really this picture made me sad that we couldn't find any Chargers fans to meme with a truly endangered species. Now I knew this meme was sent way too early. In fact, I called the Chiefs comeback. People are saying I jinxed the game. That's not true. I simply spoke the truth while the rest of you were talking way too much shit during a first quarter lead. That's how you jinx it. You, you jinxed it. Just like the Night King Mahomes mimicked, you thought Kansas City was dead. I'm fucking Bran Stark of House Perna, so of course I saw that shit coming. And don't worry, I know a king who can stop the Night King. Now it was a big kick return by McCole Hardman that changed the game and kept in theme of special teams ruining everything for both sides. That one play gave the Chiefs offense con 
confidence to start catching the football, and Damian Williams scattered his way into the end zone to give Kansas City fans hope for the first time, even though one had already left. I'm out of here. I'm out of here so we get the second half comeback going. Hopefully. Can't do it. Gotta leave, man. It's my only hope. <laughs> Bill O'Brien, having no feeling for what dictates the momentum in an all-special teams blunderous game, tried a fake punt, which was stopped faster than a Tyreek Hill police investigation. That paved the way for Travis Kelsey to get pass interfered into the red zone and then score the ensuing touchdown. The Chiefs were able to score three touchdowns in three minutes in 24 seconds because Houston coughed up the ball on the next kickoff. You can't make this shit up. This game went from being a blowout to drunk in three minutes. Just like a girl at her first college party. Now Travis Kelsey again, the uncovered man, helped the Chiefs go down from 24 to down three in those three and a half minutes. I checked the math and it doesn't make any fucking sense. Watching the Chiefs eviscerate a 24 point lead was challenging, but I finished. Like when you select a video in Pornhub because the girl is hot, but the man she's with has a penis that reminds you of your grandpa. Patrick Mahomes threw his fourth touchdown of the quarter to tie Doug Williams as the only player to accomplish that in the postseason. Williams did that in Super Bowl 22 against a team we shall not name. A Chiefs and a Redskins quarterback are the only guys to throw four TDs in a quarter in the postseason. Talk about two guys that have no reservations to take chances through the air. Three of Mahomes' touchdowns were eight-inch throws to Travis Kelsey. Doug Williams, of course, threw real touchdowns. Now, the easiest part of firing Bill O'Brien is that the Texans won't have to get their GM on board with the decision. The second half for the Chiefs was a slaughter. If the first quarter was all of American history for the Texans, the rest of the game was the Battle of Little Bighorn. An unlikely win in the middle of nowhere for the home unit defending their territory from foreign invasion. Damian Williams rushed for two booger gimbals to give Kansas City a 41-24 lead. Now DeAndre Hopkins and Travis Kelsey were both fighting through injuries uh, to be on the field in the second half, and Will Fuller reeled in a 39-yard pass to set up a Deshaun Watson rushing touchdown. That glimmer of hope for Houston was short-lived as the Texans' secondary is so bad they can't even cover a half-speed Travis Kelsey which is basically Jason Kelsey. Mahomes finished with 321 passing yards, five touchdowns, and as the Chiefs' leading rusher with 53 yards, the Texans' D gave up seven straight touchdowns. You know it's bad when Blake Bell is catching touchdown passes for the Chiefs. Hi, I'm Blake Bell. I even caught a tutty today. Imagine how bad this game would have been if the Chiefs players caught a single pass in the first quarter. The Chiefs will go on to host the Titans. If Patrick Mahomes is the Night King, that makes Mike Vrabel, Theon Greyjoy, and Ramsey Bolton all wrapped into one twisted man. If you care about football, keep saying the Titans have no chance. That is the only way we can fuel them to a victory. Packers beat the Seahawks 28-23. We learned right before kickoff that there was a flu bug traveling around the Packers locker room and it caused right tackle Brian Bulaga to miss the game. All right, call me stupid, but how can your body temperature be increased by flu symptoms when you're playing in one of the coldest stadiums in football? It makes no sense, and I question Bulaga's will to win. And nobody would be mad if he Bulaga'd all over the field. That's another wasted advantage, actually. 
Now the Packers jumped out to an early 7-0 lead after Aaron Rodgers led the Green Bay offense down or up. Well, let's just be honest. The field is pretty fucking flat. He led the team across the field and finished the opening drive with a beautiful throw to Devontae Adams. That first drive also gave us Troy Aikman worrying that in the 17th game of the season, Aaron Rodgers might not have the offense down quite yet. If you feel short of breath, Aaron, no. No, it was Troy who poisoned you. I, I can't talk. <laughs> All right. No, no. Where's your, I mean, where's your ball? I mean. The Texans were metaphorically kicked in the dick and balls. Jadavian Clowney had to go to the sideline in this game for literally getting dick punched. Well, and first over on the sideline, we thought it was a muscle pull, but when he came over here, he indicated to his teammates that, that he, he was keeled over in pain. I mean, eye-watering pain, and uh, I don't know how you say this on television. Let's just say he got hit in the family jewels. Probably karma for headhunting Carson Wentz last weekend. Uh, Aaron Jones gave the Packers a 14-3 lead in what was actually about as impressive of a one-yard run as you'll see. Now, it would not be a Packers game if one of their receivers didn't get hurt. In this game, it was Alan Lazard. Thanks for correcting me and letting me know it's pronounced Lazard and not Lazard. Alan Lazard. It's Alec Berg. Moving forward, uh, just so you know, when I say it, it is actually correct. Even if the person with the name is too dumb to say it the way I do. Isn't that right, Devonta Freeman? Aaron Rodgers almost got his vaunted free play touchdown before the half, but the refs blew it dead for the first time ever. It didn't matter because one play later, Aaron Jones scored standing up in sharp contrast to his first touchdown for his second of the game. The Packers were up 21-3 heading into halftime, and Green Bay proved that only Aaron Rodgers may complete Hail Marys in Lambeau. Just like how only Phillip Rivers may throw a late game pick in the Chargers stadium, and only Jameis Winston may throw for as many yards and pick sixes per game as Ryan Tannehill has in total passing yards per game in playoff wins. Now, obviously, the Packers couldn't be comfortable with this lead against the Seahawks when they think back to what happened in 2014. They were up 16-0 in that game and lost. In this one, they had an 18-point lead at half. Of course, that was back when the Seahawks had guys like Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Luke Wilson, and Bobby Wagner on the roster. It's a totally different Seahawks team we're talking about today. Sure enough, after the half, the Seahawks drove right down the field and scored via a one-inch touchdown run from Marshawn Lynch, which you know tightened those freezing sphincters in Lambeau. They were probably having Vietnam-like flashbacks and visions of the football apocalypse that were triggered by pure unadulterated fear and, of course, 17 PBRs in the parking lot before the game. Luckily, like a man you're not sure you should be sleeping with, Aaron Rodgers was there to gently whisper, relax, in their ears when he engineered a quick touchdown drive in response. One 27-yard strike to Jimmy Graham and then a 40-yard touchdown to Devontae Adams to put them back up on top by 18. You have to credit Russell Wilson, though, for continually bringing this Seahawks team back down the field all by himself. 84 yards of Wilson drove Seattle back down the field and found Tyler Lockett in the back corner of the end zone for a touchdown. Wilson literally did everything you could as a quarterback and still lost. The Seahawks 
I think fucked up signing Marshawn Lynch instead of a younger running back, basically trading four and a half yards per carry for nostalgia and chakras and good vibes or whatever the hell that hippie Pete Carroll believes in up there. Lynch had a couple touchdowns, yes, but those were runs you could have expected out of most backs. They're a team that's designed to run the ball and by bringing back a fan favorite instead of someone that could get the job done, they put both of these games on the back of Russell Wilson with little to no help from the ground game. It worked when they played Josh McCown. It didn't work against Aaron Rodgers. And Russell Wilson had to be the air and ground game, leading his team with 64 yards in this one. He, Jackson, and Mahomes all led their teams in rushing this weekend. Now, the team that actually needed Lynch and his ability to always pick up one yard was actually, it was the Ravens. Wilson did his magic and led the Seahawks down for another one yard Marshawn Lynch touchdown. That got the Aqua Birds within five, but Aaron Rodgers called the audible. Yellow Weasel, Yellow Weasel, Yellow Weasel. Yellow Weasel, which once you reference the movie where Polly Shore played a jaundiced baby. Weasel, Weasel. The game, like Polly's career, is over. The game for the Packers started and ended with Devontae Adams. 160 receiving yards and two tabalobas. Plus, this big catch for the Packers to ru help run out the clock. Now the Packers get the 49ers who beat their frozen buns once already this season. Should be interesting. I, I can't talk. <laughs> All right. No, no. Where's your, I mean, where's your ball? I mean. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports Football Recapping. Please subscribe to this GD YouTube channel. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna. Make sure you follow my writing partner, Will Keys, at Guillermo Yaves on Twitter, which means Will Keys in Spanish. Mm -hmm. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.